Talking Records Podcast, Talking Records Podcast, Talking Records Podcast. We talk about our favorite records, Talking Records Podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. Thank you all for listening. You showed up to the right place. Jen and his friends dive deep and analyze the records we have grown to love. We'll tell you how we found the band, then give you a track by track. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a seat Today we'll look at another record in its entirety Hey everyone, welcome to this bonus episode of Talking Records During the process of talking to so many people about great records I always like to ask one last question And compile them here in these bonus episodes Recently, I asked guests about side projects, you know, bands started by people already in bands, to maybe serve as a creative outlet or try something outside of what they normally do. All that and more in just a moment. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talking Records Podcast. We're also now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We've got our own website. You can check us out at TalkingRecordsPodcast.com. You can also drop us an email at TalkingRecords@outlook.com. These are all really great ways for us to connect with you over great music. Trying to keep a lot of content going on the socials as well as interacting with other music fans. It's been great to read your stories and thoughts on so many awesome records. All right, let's get into it. Today's episode is on side projects, supergroups, solo albums, quirky novelty stunts. The list goes on. Many artists reach a point in their career when it's time to try something different. As to not completely freak out their fan base, artists will often explore these avenues through side projects. Alarm clock ringing, it's time to get up. It's time to do that funky strut. This offers artists an opportunity to get certain ideas out of their system without risking the reputation of their established band. It declares to the listener, this is something new and different, and you knew this when you signed on. One of my favorite side projects is Foxborough Hot Tubs. Green Day exploded out of the scene in 1994 with their mega-selling album Dookie and then continue to record very melodic punk with heavy pop influences. Green Day established a distinct sound with Billy Joe's sarcastic snarl, their bored generation lyrics, and three-chord rapid-fire playing. And while they were able to build on that through 2004's American Idiot, there came a time when the boys from Oakland decided maybe it was time to explore other styles of music. In 2007, Billy, Mike, and Trey teamed up with Jason's White and Freeze and Kevin Preston of Prima Donna to form Foxborough Hot Tubs. This was a chance for them to fool around with 60s-style garage rock, even at the point of lifting or emulating some riffs right out of their parents' record collections. According to the band, 
We love to play music and be spontaneous, and after a few late-night jams and a few too many bottles of wine, we were inspired to record some rockin' 8-track recordings. Their album, Stop, Drop, and Roll, is a fun listen. If you enjoy Billy's vocals in a heavier 60s sound, you couldn't be disappointed in the band busting out some straight-up rock. After all, punk music draws a lot from the early 60s garage rock movement. All right, I am joined on the podcast today by Pat from The Decline. We're talking about side projects, Pat. So I want to know, what is your favorite side project? I guess my favorite side project is probably Rehasher, which is a side project that Roger from Less Than Jake has been doing for years now. Awesome choice. I love Rehasher. So, so what makes Rehasher your favorite side project? Oh, it's just like, it takes a lot of things that I like about Less Than Jake and things I really like about Roger's style and his voice. And it and like it does them in in like the skate punk format, which mm-hmm. is like obviously a thing which I'm like I really love. I play in a skate punk band, but yeah, it just comes off really well. It's this perfect fast melodic little creation. Yeah, it's great. It's high energy. It's like yeah, all the all the best things of about Less Than Jake and more. Yeah, he's just got this really like high voice, which is like really um really good for like the melodic sort of style. Mm. And then, yeah, it's the skate punk format of like fast drums and like really fast riffs (laughs) makes it really cool. But also like he hasn't always been a lyricist in Less Than Jake. Right. Um, Yeah. And he did a lot of that. I'm guessing the the rehasher songs are like his lyrics. And so it sort of has like a feel of like a little bit of a different perspective too, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their first two records, like Off Key Melodies and High Speed Access to My Brain, I think are just really solid modern skate punk records. The first time I heard the song, I think it's, Sinking. It just really blew me away, and I was like, "Oh, this is a band that I that I have to have to check out everything they've done." Well, that's great, man. Cool, good choice. All right, Pat. Thanks a lot. No worries. Thanks heaps. All right. So Christian, you are no stranger to projects with the Jersey Interchange project. You've been making lots of music. You've been inviting people from different bands to make music with you. So I want to know, what is your favorite side project? What's a what's a band you like made up of, of maybe other people from bands you like? Definitely. Um, I think I have a perfect one. It's kind of like the death rock supergroup. That like I think a lot, I they're important to me. Uh, it's Son of Sam. Nice. They've only I think they've actually put out two albums. The one album that I'm going to really refer to is Songs from the Earth, which was put out in 2001 by Nitro Records. Mm-hmm. The reason I like it is because it's basically a tribute to the music of Glenn Danzig, and I'm mm. a huge Danzig fan. <laughs> uh, I was a huge Sam Hain fan. Uh, they put out this album called Initium, which was like their first, I think it was their first album. And that influenced, obviously, like if you're a Misfits fan, the Misfits influenced God knows how many bands, but this project was put together by Todd Youth, who has passed away, uh, unfortunately. But the dude was in like, I don't know how many bands. He was in Warzone, Murphy's Law. He was an agnostic front for a little bit. So you see, mm. he was basically... New York hardcore incarnate. And he also did uh, an album for Danzig as a guitarist. Oh, nice. And then he toured, he toured with Danzig, uh, but on the, uh, the Sam Hain tour when they, I think they did in 1999. Uh, and I think from that, he got inspired to kind of write Sam Hain style songs. 
So he invited Davey Havoc from AFI. And then actually two of the guys that were in Samhain in the beginning, uh, Steve Zing and London May, uh, both New Jersey guys. And then they put together this album, which is like pure, like <laughs> it just oozes that Samhain feeling. And like, just if you know the, the music of Glenn Danzig and, and the Misfits and Samhain and, and his solo project, it's just kind of like the perfect tribute to that. I kind of saw, uh, summed it up as it's, if you took Samhain and Ischium and AFI's Black Sails in the Sunset mm. and melded them together, and that's that's the album. Wow, that's a pretty, um, yeah, that's an accurate description right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's just you know it's everything I love about both of those bands, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite songs is is the opening uh, song called "Of Power." And it's just like this straight up death rock drum beat yeah. with a, a really creepy organ in the background. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Davey just like doing his best Glenn Danzig, not yeah. imitation, but, you know, his he was channeling Danzig. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. Awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, lo- I loved it then and I still love it now. Awesome, man. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that one with us. We appreciate it. So I'm here with Dylan all the way across the pond over in Wales, United Kingdom. Dylan, welcome back. I am putting together a bonus episode on side projects. So I'm interested in knowing what is your favorite side project and can you give us a song? Yeah, there's a lot of side projects I could think of. And it's surprising when you mention side projects, how many that you've forgotten about or you sort Mm. of... uh, didn't get the love that they deserved because a lot of them don't last long. Right. <laughs> I just couldn't pass one. It's probably an obvious one. And it is Give Up by the Postal Service. Oh, yes. Yeah. For me, that's an amazing, uh, absolutely incredible uh, side project, one-off album. And it's just phenomenal. And so for those who don't know, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but for those who don't know, what is the, the Postal Service is a side project of what? Yeah, so it's uh, Ben Gibbard, who's the lead singer of Death Cab, Death Cab mm-hmm. for Cutie. Yep. And an, another guy who, who's called um, Jimmy, as uh, Jimmy Tamburello. He's I, I wasn't actually that familiar with his work, but he performs under the name Dintel, and mm-hmm. he's more of an electronic dude. Yeah. And Ben Gibbard is, we, most of us know from Death Cab, he's much more of a traditional songwriter. So they collabed and they did Give Up, and it is... For a side project, side projects are often quite hit or miss, or they take a little while to get going. And Give Up was the only ever release from the Postal Service, Mm -hmm. and it's just absolutely end-to-end perfection in my view. It's such a good record. It has absolute cult status. It was released on on Sub Pop Records, and absolute success so for a side project to just do this one thing absolutely nail it and then never do it again right for me it's come just, back to it's it. just phenomenal despite the um, fact that people probably are begging for more you know yeah well weirdly they did a reunion show in london 
which I only found out about. It was a few years ago, and I only found out about it. I was coming back from Italy. I think I think I might have found about it in Italy, and I was trying to work out how can I like land at Heathrow <laughs> and get. To, I didn't get to see it, which is such a shame because uh, I would have loved to see that. But you know, so rare. But I remember it being really huge, and I remember reading about how they were like mailing each other, like. <laughs> The music like back and forth would go through the postal and that's why they decided to call it the postal service. Absolutely right. Yeah. And that's kind of another reason why you want to suggest it because right now we're in hopefully the tail end, I don't know, of the coronavirus mm-hmm. whole situation and we've been Fingers in lockdown crossed. and we've been talking, yeah, we've been talking about um, the whole thing about c- collabing remotely. And that's what those guys were doing all that time is 2003. Yeah. yeah. And they were sending stuff in the post but what's interesting like now if we if we did a collaboration like it'd be so instant like i could have a, i'd have a riff or something or a right. lyric and you could see it and we could even like live on facetime or something we could collaborate but literally they were sending something in the post mm-hmm. and adding the next stage and sending it back and adding another stage yeah. There's i so think that adds more. so much to the story too it's, i love that it's a great story how it feeds into the name how it, it changed the the dynamics of the whole thing i mean we know Death Cab are incredible. Ben Gibbard's an amazing songwriter, but to sort of have you know have Jimmy on board with the the production and all those electronic sounds, which was quite new at the time. Yeah, obviously we were, we had that from the '80s and all that, but it was it's starting to be reused again. But they didn't just use they used a lot of samples and stuff, so it still had a quite a nice organic sound. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fantastic record, and it's not gimmicky. Like sometimes you get uh, side projects with new sounds, and they just want to go crazy with those sounds, but yeah. they're still using those sounds to make good songs. They're yeah. still very songs that could have worked like a normal Death Cab song or something. Really, it's just a phenomenal album. It's it had cult status in Australia. Really, I think it was quite big. It had a couple of singles off there. I, I read actually just in prep for this that. Um, it was Sub Pop's biggest selling record since Bleach by Nirvana. Oh, really? Wow. For like a one-off project, just mm. pretty much the only thing that wasn't recorded in the homes were the vocals. Mm-hmm. You know, going back then, 2003, home recording still was a bit behind where it is now. I think that's just, it's a phenomenal achievement and a phenomenal record. That's awesome, man. Yeah, great one. Good pick. I like that. All right, so you have, uh, do you have a song for us? Yeah, my song is probably quite obvious as well. It's the opening track. It's The District Sleeps Alone Tonight. I'm staring at the asphalt wondering what's buried underneath. I love the song. I first heard it when I was working a really dead-end job at a petrol station putting me through uni. So I was in Mm. uni, sitting there, like hot weather in Australia, probably like nearly 50 degrees. And this song came on the stereo and I was just like, because it was quite a new sound because it's a side project. I was like, what? What is that? Yeah. Um, And it's an absolutely amazing, amazing song. It's haunting. It's got the female vocals. Yeah, and then it all kicks in at the end with this like kick beat, double, yeah. you know, double pace kick beat. And it's just has so many different elements to it. Absolutely love it. Whole record's amazing. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. Great, great pick. Thanks, Ben. Hey, what's up? This is Aaron from the Growing Up Punk podcast. And I want to quickly share about one of my favorite side projects. Uh, This is a hard hard question to answer because there's so many awesome side projects out there. 
Um, but I went with one called Best Case Scenario. This is Dustin, the bass player from the metal band August Burns Red side um, punk project. Um, this the, he only has one album out. Um, it came out in I think December of 2015, and it is an awesome piece of music. Um, it's it's a punk record, um, but Dustin he he writes and records the whole thing. He plays all the instruments and does the singing. It's fast. It's technical. It's melodic. Um, I always love hearing side projects from people and bands where the side project is something completely different um, than what their their main project is. And so, yeah, this is an awesome record. If you're into to fast skate punk, but also just uh, melodic punk, then this would be an awesome record to check out. It's a full length. Um, all the songs are amazing. I also believe that uh, Matt, who drums in August Burns Red, also drums on this album. And he is an amazing drummer, so the drumming is, is really good. So I, I guess I should say Dustin didn't play all the instruments. He did he did everything except the drums, but he, he does know how to play drums. But anyways, um, so yeah, if you're looking for a really cool side project that maybe you didn't hear about because maybe you're not a fan of August Burns Red, but if you're a fan of um, fast melodic punk, then you should definitely check out the band or the project Best Case Scenario. It's on Spotify and on streaming services, so go and check that out. We are doing a bonus episode on side projects, and I'm here with Scott from the softer side, Jacksonville pop punk band. Scott, I want to know, what is your favorite side project and why? I'd say, if you're asking me right now, what is my favorite side project, which you are, I'm actually going to go with, and it's sort of a super group, I'm going to go with the Implants. Oh, yes. Are you familiar with the implants? I am, yeah. So so you've got Rob Ramos from Strung Out. You've got Jim Powers and Chris Daly of Pulley. you got Ken Conte of The Tank. And depending on what album you're listening to, it's either got uh, Chris Del Rio of 10-Foot Pole on bass or Matt Riddle of Face to Face, New Fan, and Pulley. And I think, uh, I could be wrong, but I think their 2013 uh, release from Chaos to Order. Mm Mm-hmm. Or from order to chaos, I might have, <laughs> I might have that mixed up. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, total, just a just a ripping, great throwback, like late '90s, early 2000 punk, you know, banger. It really, it really just, is. It, that it record kind of slipped under the radar, you know. It did, but when it came out, it was just like, oh my god, this is like, okay, let's just get all these guys from these like great punk bands, and let's just do just straight up throwback, catchy, hooky great punk tunes and i will say ken conte's vocals on this on that on that album from 2013 from ks or it's just they're just oh he's got such a powerful voice it's fantastic so like songs like life passes through the windows parallel i mean they're so catchy so hooky they got these great little solos and licks i mean they get stuck in your head that it was such an amazing side project for all these guys and then they came out with that ep the olden age in 2016 which I think Crystal Rio left and Matt Riddle uh, picked up the bass. But it's great. Great, you know, four songs that are fantastic. Uh, the song's Desperation. Desperation. 
just a complete shredding banger 90s skate punk tune. Uh, the system is another one of those, like a darker skate punk, uh, like throwing. It's almost, I would say that's probably their most like strung outy vibe tune. Yeah. But yeah, great, great side project for those guys. And I don't know what happened with it, but I wish they would do more because it, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And it came out on uh, El Jefe's label, Cybertrax. Cybertrax, yeah. And I remember thinking that that was going to be really exciting. Like a lot of really cool stuff was going to come out, but it's been, it's been rather quiet. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of the bands that had some good releases on that and then nothing. I feel like, you know, they were kind of ripe for this whole onslaught of the, the next new wave of great punk mm-hmm. bands. Mm-hmm. And then just, it stalled. And, you know, I think the whole idea about Cybertrax was it's all digital, you yeah. know, focused and, you know, which made sense. I mean, that's where things are, but I don't know. It's, I don't know what happened, but I mean, if you haven't heard this band, yeah, you need to. It's there. They are great. Yeah, definitely check out the impact. Just ripping fast, catchy, melodic punk tunes. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. One of my all-time favorite side projects stems from one of my all-time favorite bands. When Lagwagon frontman Joey Cape introduced his new band Bad Astronaut in 2001 with the album Acrophobe. This seven-member band was created by Cape and featured friends from Sugar Cult and friends from the California studio scene like Tom Flowers, Todd Cap, and Angus Cook. The band seemed to serve as an outlet for Cape to explore more experimental sounds and alternative rock, as opposed to just straightforward punk. Originally, the band was conceived as an experimental studio-only side project. The band never intended to play live. The project was also an opportunity for Cape to reconnect with original Lagwagon drummer Derek Plourd. The band released three albums until Plourd's tragic death in 2005. A standout track for the band is Unlucky Stuntman, a wonderfully melodic piece that closes out the band's debut. I'm here with Yodam from the band Useless ID. Yodam, you are no stranger to side projects. You've had a few in your day. But I want to know, what is your favorite side project? Well, I think you answered that question. Because uh, I've had like a day and a half to think about this. And <laughs> I, I couldn't really think of a side project of someone else's that I, I like as, as much as my current side project. Which, <laughs> well, no, but check this out. It's not only my side project. Like, I play guitar in this band. It's uh, two guys from this band, Kids Insane. And mm-hmm. it's my, my brother who was a singer in a band called Mondo Gecko. So he's the singer. So it's like oh, cool. four different people's side project. So I, I, I know, I know it's, it's, it's not like the coolest thing to say. We, we just put out such a great record like two years ago called Toxic Noise. And I, I want to I push that for a second if that's okay. Yeah, definitely. What's, uh, what's the name of the group? Spit. Spit, nice. Yeah. Give me the freedom of choice Too many people in my box 
Spit was formed in 2012 or 13. Yeah, just at the end of the year, we released two records. And the main idea behind Spit is just because we all grew up listening to hardcore, as I mentioned before, you know, listening to Minor Threat, Black Flag, the DRI, even like harder stuff like SOD. So that's kind of like my our place to go all out with not overthinking songs. Just, you know, the way I, I wrote for Spit is, you know, I, I, I actually you don't know. I'm saying, you know, because it's an American slang. Yeah. But <laughs> I just uh, press press record on on like a recorder or a voice memo, and I just go. I, I try to imagine an out like a hardcore record, mm. and I just write like five songs at a time, like and then stop, and then write a slower one, and then stop, and and then listen back to like thirty of those and decide which ones we should turn into songs. Then so it's kind of like this this thing we have. The the live shows are just fucking nuts. I mean, yeah. It's worth checking if you like uh, SST and old Discord stuff. So this is kind of like a creative outlet to get your 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 bursts of aggression and your 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 exactly. Yeah, that's it awesome. comes from like any aggression I, I have in life or any frustration. <laughs> it goes into that both uh, lyrically and musically, and yeah, I'm so proud of that record. That's awesome. And a side project you love is the one you get to be a part of. And so I think that's like the ultimate in awesome, awesome situations. It is, it is right? I mean, <laughs> when we were talking about it, you mentioned Bad Astronaut, which I love. Yes. But you mentioned it already. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> I stole that one from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I can't do that. But that's a great side project. That's <laughs> cool, man. Well, hey, you got you to gotta pump up what you're doing. And I think that's great. So check out yeah. Spit. I actually haven't heard it. So I'm definitely going to check it out. You'll love it. Cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, Glenn, you are no stranger to music projects. You have a number of projects that you've been a part of. Tell me, what is your favorite side project? I would have to go with Pinhead Gunpowder. Nice. The side project of Billy Joe from Green Day and Jason White and Aaron Comet Bus and Mm -hmm. Bill Schneider. It's like the tip of the iceberg of like everything Aaron's done. That guy is in, I don't know, dozens of bands. Um, And so uh, what's your favorite Pinhead Gunpowder song? I really like Find My Place. Gotta find my place in this world. Gotta find my place in this world. I want to be more than just a face in the ground. I want to be proud of my time. that's one of the coolest ways you can start an album i i like that it's it's like the green day that us nerds don't have to share with the rest of the world yeah you know <laughs> secret green day yeah yeah we can still take a little bit of ownership <laughs> yeah yeah and i love how billy joe did all these projects like to kind of get his like he knew he had to do green day stuff but then like would sneak off and do like all these little side projects to get like some of his other ideas out yeah it's, it's all just it's so fun and i i I like Pinhead songs because they're. It almost feels like the lyrics were written first, mm, as mm-hmm. like not even in the structure of a song. Yeah. So like their songs are kind of like you listen to them and they don't sound like anything crazy, but when you think about the, the structure of their songs, it, it's it's a little weird. It's like it's a little unusual. They tend to cram a lot in. Yeah. The lines go long. Like it yeah. seems like they're trying to catch up with the music a little bit. Very like weird 
you know, phrasing of lyrics and yeah, yep, random parts thrown in. It's it's really yeah. it's really unusual. It's very yeah. <laughs> specific to them. Yeah, cool. Or Aaron, awesome man. Yeah, great choice. All right, thanks, Glenn. Thank you. And that about does it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to this bonus episode of Talking Records. We are psyched to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Tell us your favorite side project. There are so many of them. Also, send us an email, talkingrecords at outlook.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'd like to thank everyone who contributed to this bonus episode. It was fun remembering all these great projects and revisiting so many of them. Some of them I had even forgotten about. I'd like to thank Craig and Scott for fashioning up some great graphics for the show. I'd like to thank Chris Demix from Less Than Jake for the great theme music. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into Talking Records and helping us build this positive community of music lovers. It's been wonderful to connect with so many of you and swap stories and opinions on records. We'll see you next time. Take care.